So your, your, even your prayer to me is so prophetic. It's just exactly how we're praying every day. And uh, I love the way you took us to just pray in the spirit. I believe God's telling us all to do that, to get back in the book of Acts and uh, to let the Holy Ghost rule and reign in us. And I just love that. And I was going to offer my part because I know the Lord speaks to all of us. But my part, I, I felt like I just saw people getting airborne. You know, a lot of people have been stuck, but you're getting airborne. You're getting off the runway. Hallelujah. Airborne. So I love the name of this church, River Church. The other favorite name I have is a church in Denver I go to called Living Water. I just think those are the two best names for a church. So I'm going to talk about the river tonight. Um, the uh, This has seemed what God has put on my heart, but um, hmm. a couple of days ago it came to me, when people ask you to pray, most of the time we say, yeah, yeah, we'll pray, and then you forget to pray. <laughs> then they come to you and say, thank you for praying. And you think, oh man, I didn't even pray, you know. But one thing, I just felt impressed with the Lord that he said to pray for somebody, then ask the Lord to give you something to tell them, you know. And then that makes you, it encourages them, but it makes you know you're tuning in. So I'll tell you one thing about the Holy Spirit. He will not yell at you, but he will talk to you. Most people miss the Lord because they're waiting for sensation, but he's there. He talks all the time to us. I just saw this from, uh, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start now and change the ending. <laughs> That's a profound statement. I'll make one of my own statements. God and the devil are both looking for the same thing. They're both looking for agreement. So we have to make a choice. Are we going to agree with God? Or are we going to agree with the devil? I think it's so pleasing to God when you're in a struggle to proclaim the word, to stand strong, to declare his goodness, to declare his faithfulness. And, you know, and not to declare circumstances, but in spite of whether God answers immediately or not, to just have that posture. Um, one of my favorite statements is, things don't happen when I talk to God. Things happen when God talks to me. Hallelujah. Um, so, before I read this scripture, well, let me just go ahead and read this scripture. On that last, this is John 7, verse 37. We all know it. On that last, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. In other words, tremendous volume, tremendous intensity. If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, out of his innermost belly will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive though the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The announcement, the, the, the intensity in Jesus saying that, if anyone believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So there's water in us. There's a river. That, that, if I had to put a title here tonight, there's a river in you. And this river is always flowing. I, he, he, to make this real plain, 
I've, I've discovered three lies that sound so spiritual. Number one lie, I'm unworthy. <laughs> that sounds spiritual. You sound so humble, but you're living a lie because what he did on the cross made you worthy. And so to say I'm unworthy is saying what you did wasn't enough. But it sounds so spiritual. Number two lie. Every, I grew up in a church which God has forgiven me, but I grew up in a church that every prayer had a disclaimer. Every prayer had a disclaimer, if it be thy will. And that, I just hate that because the only time it's is, uh, is in Luke twenty two forty two. Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Well, there's 7,000 or more promises in the Bible, but every, everything people pray, your will be done. How would you like to be told in prayer when they pray for you? You're having a real hard time. Well, Lord, Lord, heal, heal me, heal him, heal my brother. But if not, just kill him. You know, there, there's a, but if it be thy will, if it be thy will. And that, that's such a cop out because of all the positive promises. We, it is his will to heal. It is his will to bless. In fact, uh, we've been, we made a major move. This, I've got a weird life. We live in Kansas City part of the year and we live down here part of the year. But in Kansas City, we moved three miles to another house, smaller, trying to downsize. I've been to the Goodwill so many times they've given me a job application. Uh, the, the, uh, but the moving was so challenging, so hard, but I'll get back to that in a minute. But the third lie is church buildings, beautiful temples. I've been all over the world, as Brother Avery and Sister Avery have, but you see these beautiful temples, beautiful stained glass windows, beautiful statues and pillars, and, and we're so impressed. But you know what the lie is? That's not the temple. We're the temple. First Corinthians 3, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So this river in us, is released. It's the greatest announcement. The greatest announcement was when he talked to those teenage shepherds out there and said, he scared the wits out of them and, and, and said, I've got a birth announcement. There's a, the son of God is going to be ready to be born. And he doesn't announce it at City Hall. He announces it to a bunch of kids. Really, shepherds were like 12, 13, 14 years old. And he announced it to them the greatest birth announcement the world has ever known. This is the second greatest one because he said, very soon living water is going to flow out of you. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, Jesus said, the thief does not come to except to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, verse 10. I have come that they might have life and they have it more abundantly. And one day I was meditating on this and immediately... The Holy Spirit gave me these, uh, this understanding. He said, the devil comes to steal your hunger. Many people start out with God and they're crazy about God and they're desiring to follow God and they lose their hunger. And, you, and, and they just go into a place where they love God, but they're going through the motions. They've lost that, that passion. And we know how he rebuked the Laodicean. He said, be zealous, therefore, and repent. 
He comes to kill your joy. Jesus said this, I've said these things to you that your joy might be full. Serving God is supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be a joyful adventure every day. It's exciting. He comes to destroy your influence. Because, you know, I always say, does God have a plan for your life? Yes, but so does the devil. The devil doesn't want you to have influence. The devil wants you to remain self-centered, preoccupied, distracted, so you don't have influence. So, uh, by the way, I don't use Google. I've I've found some people that know everything. Uh, So, speaking of that, this river that's in us, I'd love to read this from Ezekiel 47. And you've all, you've all read this many times, I'm sure. But just to hit a few high spots, he brought me to the door of the temple and there was water. I love water. I love the concept of water. Flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. Then down a little bit. When the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters and the water came up to my ankles. I believe most people live in ankle deep water. When you're in ankle deep, you're enjoying the, the, the refreshing, but you're in control. We, when are we here? We're four or five hours from the beach, and I've gone to the beach many times, but I, I notice most people don't get out in the water. They just do ankle deep stuff. I never lay out on the beach because I just hate drawing a crowd. But, uh, the, but uh, it is sad how so many people, they're just ankle deep. You're in control. But then he said, he led me out again, and he measured another thousand, which is about a half a mile. And the water came up to my knees. Knees represent humility, prayer. So God wants us to go beyond just that shallow, ankle deep, into a place of prayer. I love the way you can, did this tonight, praying for Israel and, and, and just praying, just seeking God, the will of God. Show us how to pray. I just love that. And I love the concept the whole thing about praying in the Holy Spirit because, you know, there's two things about praying in the Holy Spirit. Every word is according to the will of God, according to Romans 8, but also the devil doesn't understand what you're saying. Thank you, Lord. And so it bypasses your brain and it bypasses the devil. And it's pure. So uh, I love just, many times I have friends I pray with on the phone and and, uh, one guy one night, I, he, he just is so prophetic. Uh, he got healed in a meeting. He hated church. He hated preachers. He hated Christians. And a friend bribed him to come to my meeting. And he came that night. And somehow, some way, God healed him. For 18 years, it took his wife two hours every morning to get him out of bed because his back pain was so bad. For 18 years, without missing a single day. 
that night, God just healed him at the service. But anyway, he's become so prophetic. And one day, and, and just to show you how this river in us works, I was, I was uh, talking, praying with him, and he, he's, I pray with him every Saturday night because he said, where are you preaching? And I said, well, here, and he said, let me pray, and then he'll just nail it. But I was talking to him and praying with him one night, and I heard, I said, the Lord's going to increase your ministry like buying, like going from a 30-inch mower blade to a 60-inch mower blade. I just said that. And he said, you won't believe this, but today I went out and got a, I took my 30-inch blade and I bought a 60-inch blade. It was just, just the Holy Spirit is there. He's just real. One day in Kansas City, there's this girl, she's Beautiful girl. She's 25 years old. She's six foot two. She's never been on a date. And I'm just standing there minding my own business. And all of a sudden the river in me said, you're going to meet somebody and be married soon. And later I thought, God help her to forget it. Because I, I just thought, you know, she's so large and everything. Anyway, she got married to a guy who was six five and she <laughs> and they're very happy and they've had a baby. And you know what the baby's name is? Steve Sampson. No, just kidding. But uh, but the the uh, <laughs> but anyway, this this water yeah this water comes up to the knees. I'm more concerned now more about the body of Christ. I'm humbling myself. The the knees represent prayer. Then he said the water went out again another half a mile. The water came up to my waist or my loins. That represents the reproductive area. I don't want to just pray. I don't want to just have the Holy Spirit, but I want to be reproductive. And uh, so that w water came up to my waist. And then he measured again a thousand, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Drop down a few sentences. This is all Deuteronomy, or Ezekiel 47. It said, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live where the river goes. There's a river in you and God intends this river to heal people. I was in Bedford, Indiana a number of years ago and the church was meeting at a rented hotel, the Stonebridge Hotel right there on Highway 37. And I was, you know, just, <clears throat> you know, just doing what I do. And this girl, was a, she sings in bars and she was real worldly and she, they, somebody invited her to come. You got to come. And so she's, she is alcoholic and all this and she's she walks in the <clears throat> Stonehenge Hotel and she's seeing the bar there and she almost goes to the bar and she says well I'll go over to this church meeting and when she walks in the meeting where a group of people are there's this word of knowledge coming forth and the word of knowledge said there's somebody here with headaches that God's going to heal bad headaches and one woman said, well, I have one every once in a while. We all prayed. And she's sitting there. She just walked in and sat down. She said, oh, God, if you could heal my headaches, 
I'd be so, that would be so wonderful. She had headaches so bad, she could never, the sheet on the bed would, or the pillowcase would, would put her in agonizing pain. Her migraines were so severe that she just threw up all the time, just had just horrible, horrible life. Well, she said that, oh God, if, you, if I just had a headache once in a while, that would be wonderful. But she, and any, anyway, instantly God healed her. Instantly. Instantly. And she never had a headache again. So a few months later, I was back in the area. And so the pastor says, Steve, would you take Lori back to, would, would you let Lori take you back to the hotel? It's about 10 miles down the road on Highway 37. And she had a little Mercury Capri, just a little tiny convertible. And her 13-year-old daughter got in the back and she put me on the front seat and she said, Steve, would you mind holding the dog? We, she had a little, <laughs> little short-haired dog. It was old and it was like crippled, but it was a British something. He had a barked with an accent. And, uh, the, and I said, well, sure. So I'm holding the dog and we're just, it's it just so docile just laying there. And I said, Laura, did you receive the Holy Spirit yet? And she said, no, but I want to. I want that so bad to receive the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, let's just pray right now. And so we're driving along Highway 37. And I said, just repeat after me and just, Lord Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit and so forth. And she began to speak in tongues beautifully, fluently. But the crazy thing is the dog that was sitting on my lap began to twirl. I mean, just, he was like an old, old dog, but he came in to twirl and twirl and spin around and just, it was crazy. And I thought, I've seen people filled with the Spirit, but I've never seen a dog filled with the Spirit. But that dog felt the presence of God. And it, it was just amazing to me. I, I'll never forget that because it says every, I'll read this again, and it shall be every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a great multitude of fish. That's people. Because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live where the river goes. So I believe this is what God is saying. That we need to be, we need to realize there's a river in us. Now my experience is God is not sensational. But a lot of times when He talks to you, it's just so matter of fact. It's just like God's kind of unassuming, and it'll just, it'll just be there. And it'll just, it'll just, you're hearing the Lord, but you're thinking it's not the Lord because it's not sensational enough. So, but I've learned something. And you've heard me say this before, but I've never, ever, I don't know if anyone else in the room has a cell phone, but, but uh, I've never, ever had AT&T come to my house and say, Mr. Sampson, we are here to charge your phone. Because they, gave, they sold me a charger, and it's my responsibility to keep the phone charged. If I don't charge it, it still looks very attractive. It just doesn't work. So the Holy God, Jesus gave you the Holy Spirit, but it's your job to stir up the Holy Spirit, to pray in the Spirit, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. And I'll be honest, most of the time I don't feel spiritual. One of my books back there is, you can't use me today, Lord. I don't feel spiritual. I feel that way most of the time. But it's like, but the Holy Spirit 
is there and he is real. And I think I told you, this friend of mine in Springfield, Colorado has a business. It's like a, it's like a miniature Home Depot. The town is only a few thousand people, but this, he has this hardware, but it looks like a Home Depot in miniature size. He called me one night and he said, Steve, he and his wife, just wonderful, wonderful people. He's like a pastor to the whole town, you know. He just blesses everybody, prays for everybody. Anyway, he said, we're, we need a vacation so bad, we're leaving to go to Cancun tomorrow, but we can't find our passports. He said, we're going to have to cancel the trip. He said, would you pray? So I said, well, sure, and hung up. And so I prayed for a long time. I bet over 30 seconds. And... As I'm praying, I just instantly see the, pa the passports inside a book on a bookcase. I, I just saw it. And I called him back and said, I see them. I can see them. They're in, inside a book in a bookcase. And he said, Steve, we've already searched the house. And he said, but I'm going to get on my knees and get in, go in this room where the bookcases are. And he said, I'm going to look again. And a few minutes later, he called back and he said, I, I pulled the door of the bookcase, pulled out a book, and there they are there. I didn't get to go to Cancun, but, but they were able to go. But it's like the Holy Spirit is the helper. Jesus That's said, so it's to your advantage. That's so it's to your advantage that I go. Because if I don't go, I'm not going to be able to send this sweet, amazing, mind-boggling Holy Spirit. The problem is we're waiting for sensation. And God is saying, I'm with you. I'll talk to you. And, and so forth. Um, the... And I call it like slopping over. We don't even know how, you know, the river has banks and just like the bank, the Holy Spirit slop over. Like when you say, let's all pray in the spirit. That's what we're doing. We're stirring up that river and that river can slop over and hit somebody. And uh, I think I told this last time I was here because uh, I was at this church October 22nd in Chicago, 2022. And we're just in the worship service and I'm trying to listen and I, I just felt like I heard this sentence, the Lord saying, I'm going to heal arthritis tonight. And so I would get up to preach. They introduced me I guess, and I said, this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, he's going to heal arthritis tonight. And I go ahead and preach and I preach about 15 minutes and all of a sudden this guy's hands up. He said, Steve, I'm healed. <laughs> His, he was so crippled with arthritis He's 54 years old. His name is Michael Pimple. He's a preacher uh, 15 miles from there. And he said, I have arthritis so bad there. They've already decided to replace all my knuckles with plastic knuckles. And he said, I, I can't. Uh, he, he just said, you got up to preach. You just and I, I've never prayed for him. But he said, all of a sudden, the arthritis is gone. He said, he said, the doctor the other day touched my hand. He said, it put me on my knees. The pain was so bad. I played, he said, I played the keyboard. I can't play the key, keyboard anymore. <laughs> He's 100% totally healed oh because the river in me said it. That's why it's so important to say it. I love what you did tonight to say, who here, here's the Lord? Because there's a river in you that God wants to speak through. My friend, Mike Adkins, who sung all over the world, he sang that song, Praise, Praise. He came to me. We were both in our late 20s. And 
He said, Steve, I'd like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I really want to be. And I, I looked at him and there's just this nod. I said, you already are. He said, I am. I said, yeah, you are. How do you know? I said, I just know. And he said, well, I hear these words, but I think I'm making them up. I said, well, let me hear you. And he just starts praying. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. Well, I thought I was making it up. Anyway, he went and produced this album, Praise, Praise. And, he, yeah. and at the end of the album, he sings in tongues at the end of the album. And it's gone all over the world. And people, they don't know they're hearing somebody singing in tongues, but he's singing in tongues. But anyway, that was, he was at a Billy Graham Museum a few years ago. And they had a big bunch of guest speakers and they all used up all the time and that was his turn to speak and the time was up and he says, Lord, show me what to do, show me what to do. And so he said, he got up in front of all these theologians and he said, how many here could tell me one of the names of one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And no one raised their hand. And finally one guy raised his hand and said, administrations <laughs> and that was it was so sad these are Billy Graham trained you know the but they have no concept of the Holy Spirit which makes me love this scripture uh, in 1st Corinthians pursue love he defines love in chapter 13 and then the chapter ends now the greatest of these faith open love the greatest of these is love and then the next words 14 verse 1 are pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. If you speak in a tongue, you don't speak to God, to men, but to God, for no one understands. But however, in the spirit, he's speaking mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Edification, exhortation, comfort. Build up, stir up, cheer up. And, and he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. Because he who prophesies is greater than he that speaks in tongue unless he interprets. So it's interesting that Paul defines love. Love is kind, love is patient, love suffers long and then gets irritated. And, and you know, all those in, in 1 Corinthians 13, but as soon as he defines love, then he said, now pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially <laughs> that you may prophesy. So pursuing love, everything in the river wants to flow through us because every, God wants people to be edified. He wants us to be encouraged. So when I was talking about going to the goodwill and this move, uh, we were we are just uh, so, we downsized and the, the Holy Spirit uh, really helped us, but the, the, the market has been so hot for three years. And the realtor said, now, go ahead and get your house, get the loan, and then your house will be sold within 24 hours. If I, if I list it today, it'll be sold by tomorrow. So 130 days later, it still hadn't sold and, you know, we've been through it because we're saying, God, you got to add that. Finally, we got kind of a weak contract. And but anyway, the knowledge of the Lord, the Lord is with us. He's enthused. He wants us to sell it. He's he's so on your side. He so wants things to work for you. Amen. He's a helper. Amen. And he, he's Amen. not saying, well, you I don't I don't like 
you know, something about you did the other day. He's not into that. God could care less about our past. He doesn't want our history. He wants our destiny. Hallelujah. So anyway, we're just praying about that the last few days. But God's so on our side. He wants it for us. And it's going to happen. But the, uh, the devil makes you think, well, God's against me. God's disappointed in me. And that's what I love in Jude. I think it's verse 3. He said, keep yourselves in the love of God. We have to keep ourselves in that state. God is with me. If God be for me, who can be against me? And we have to stay in that state. In Matthew 8, this is real brief, but he says, when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, Matthew 8, 18, he gave a command to depart to the other side a certain scribe came up and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, this guy had watched Jesus. He'd, he'd listened to him. He'd watched him do miracles. And he's saying, Doggone it, I've made a decision. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Now, you expect Jesus to say, Attaboy, <laughs> welcome aboard. What does Jesus say? The foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So he's not saying there's a shortage of motels. I believe it's very clear what he's saying. If you want to follow me, it's going to cost you your head. Because I'm going to remove your head and replace it with my head. I'm looking for a place. I am the Son of God, but I'm looking for a place to lay my head. In other words, it's going to cost you because you're not going to be have your opinion won't count anymore. And if you're a know-it-all, you can't have that anymore. If you're opinionated, that's not going to work because I'm looking for a place to put my head. In other words, I want you to think my thoughts. I want you to follow my impulses. I want you to follow me. Hallelujah. So. I've had so many experiences through the years, and of course I'm getting older, but I'm, I've just, I love what God does things. I got off a plane in Rochester and a pastor friend of mine met me at the, you know, the baggage claim and he said, well, I've got you scheduled for 15 churches in the next 14 days. And I had to deal with murder. And, uh, <laughs> I never turned a TV, I never turned a television on in, in the whole time I was up there. And I preached in one church and then another church and then another church. And finally I got to about the fourth church. And I just preached a little sermon and prayed a prayer and said, we're closed. Goodbye. Good night. Everybody have a good night. So I go back to this hotel, go to sleep. I'm woken up at three in the morning and with a real stern voice, I heard the Lord, not audibly, but it might as well have been. He said, don't you ever preach again without making room for my Holy Spirit to move. Man, it was hard to get back to sleep. It, it's, it scared me, but I've determined that because God wants the Holy Spirit to move. I have a friend in Missouri. Her name was well, the, she's passed. Her husband's still alive, but they'd had five, four daughters, and the fifth daughter was born, Stephanie. That was Susie, Sandy, Sarah, 
I can't remember the other one, then Stephanie. The doctors came in the room after the baby was born and she, they said, Mrs. Lanksford, we are so sorry to have to tell you, your little daughter Stephanie is not gonna live. Her heart's extremely deformed. She won't live 24 hours. We are sorry. And the doctors left the room. She laid there on the delivery table and she said, oh God, and she's a Baptist lady, but still a good person. And she, she's laying there and she said, oh God. And she, she means it. She said, God, if you will heal my little daughter, I promise you I'll do anything. Now, she'd never heard God in her life. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and she knew it was him. He said, all right, but I want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. She said, I don't know what it means. I don't have an idea what it means, but I'll do it. Several hours later, two doctors came in the room. They said, Mrs. Langsford, we have good news. Somehow, little Stephanie's heart has healed itself and she's going to be fine. In the next three weeks, she, her husband, her other daughters, different relatives all got baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know what that says to me? What's on God's mind? That there's a river in you. On that last day, he cried out, Boy, anybody who believes in me out of his innermost belly will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. And so the, there's so, such a need. There's such a need. We lived in, moved to Birmingham in 1984. When my daughter Brittany was in the fourth grade, I was called to be a chaperone. We're going to go down to Montgomery to all these fourth graders going to tour the state capitol. So it's a Christian school, Shades Mountain Christian, I think it was. And we're standing out there. It's raining and it's miserable weather. And the teacher says, OK, before we get in the caravan of cars to go, let's pray. And so she began to pray. Sweet, sweet lady. She's, first thing she said, Lord, it's raining. And of course, he had no clue. And so she prays this prayer and she said, Lord, we just ask that when we get to Montgomery, that there, 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 there'll be some good weather where, where the sun will come, where these kids can enjoy their little picnic. And then before we tour the Capitol and all that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we all got in the cars. We drove. It poured down the whole way to Montgomery, poured and poured. We get to the exit to Montgomery. <clears throat> the rain's still coming down, but it starts letting up a little bit. We get to the parking lot where the picnic is going to be. And all of a sudden, the clouds pull back and the sun comes out. And all these kids ate their junk food and, and so forth. And <clears throat> about 30 minutes later, they're all wrapping up their sacks and throwing them in cans. And the clouds come back and it just closes up and it starts to rain again. I went to that teacher and I said, do you realize the Holy Spirit answered you exactly how you prayed? And she looked at me like I'd been smoking something. She just couldn't grasp it. But the Holy Spirit does that. He did it exactly as she prayed. I went to some of the other parents and pointed out the same thing and they look at me like, you're weird. But people don't get it. But the Holy Spirit is on this earth to help us, to guide us, and so forth. And so 
you know, we have, we have such a opportunity, I suppose. You know, I love that deal about the ankle deep, knee deep, loin deep, and then waters where you have to swim. You don't have a choice. That's where God's bringing us. We don't have a choice but to listen to the Holy Spirit. Men want formulas. They want to they organize it. But that means you don't have to depend on God. I think God loves to be depended upon. It's funny, I've, I was looking up one day, but those four levels, and you know there, there's four joys in the New Testament. There's great joy, there's exceeding joy, there's exceedingly great joy, and there's joy unspeakable. There's four faiths. There's great faith, strong faith, weak faith, and little faith. There's four ways to love God. You love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. There's four levels of God loves. There's the width, there's the length, there's the depth, and there's the height. There's four levels of influence. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. Number one, in Jerusalem, which is your family. In Judea, which is your friends. Into Samaria, which I believe is your workplace. And then to the end of the world. But there's four ways you're going to be a witness. There's four levels of the sower. Seed fell upon the wayside. It fell upon the stony ground. It fell upon the thorns. And that fell upon good ground. The Lord told me one time that the devil tries to steal. There's two eyes, really. He tries to steal your identity. And then he tries to steal your influence. And his two lies are, they begin in the garden, insecurity and inferiority. Everything goes back to that. There's four restorations. So I will restore to you the years, Joel 2, verse 25, that the swarming locust, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. Interesting how many fours there are. Wow. I love Exodus 28. On the hymn of the priest, there'll be a Pomegranates of purple, scarlet. This is Exodus 28. All around the hem of that garment of that priest, there's a golden bell and then a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate on the hem of the robe all around. So the, the bell represents the gifts. The pomegranate represents the fruit. There's got to be a perfect balance of the fruit and the gifts, but we need them both. It shall be upon Aaron when he ministers and its sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place. Wow. I've had, I've seen a lot of miracles through the year. I wish I could just see them every time, all the time, but it's amazing how this river of God will touch people's lives if we let him. And I don't believe, I believe God's going to use the most ordinary people we're going to see greater miracles. We're going to see greater manifestations. We're going to 
see mind-boggling miracles, but not through special super people, but just the Holy Spirit. Once we understand this river has been released. That's why I love the name of your church. Wow. The, there's so much noise out there that the Holy Spirit is talking to people, but there, there's too much noise. I remember one time I was pastoring, this is a hundred and some years ago, but uh, I got in my car and I was driving down the church, turned on the radio, and the Holy Spirit said, shut it off. And I told him, well, it's Christian radio. And he didn't realize that, but, but uh, I, went and, I went ahead and shut it off and he said, I'm tired of you letting someone else do your worship for you. So he said, when you're driving, when you're going, sing, worship me. So again, I'm expecting tonight for every one of you, this river in you will start slopping over. It'll start touching people that anybody that crosses your path will have an experience that will, have, how many know you don't have to go anywhere to find somebody that needs healing, somebody that needs a touch from God, somebody that needs, you know, encouragement. Melody had to go to Nashville for training. Her back hurt so bad. She said, I don't think I can go. I'm going to have to cancel my trip. And so we just prayed. She said, Lord, I can't get on a plane with my back hurting this bad. And we prayed. And you know what? The Holy Spirit instantly brought to mind the lepers. And what is it? Luke 17. It said, when they were going, as they went, they were healed. We thought, well, that's God talking to us. And so she said, okay, I'm going to act on it. The next day she got on the plane. Hurt, back hurt all the way to the airport. She gets on the plane, starts letting up. She has the worst, what do you call it, the uh, bed, breakfast in bed, one of those things. She stayed in Nashville. She said the bed was horrible. She had to be there a whole week. And she said, God just gave her grace. But the word was, as they were going, that's how the Holy Spirit communicated, as they were going they were healed. And so this river, and again, I'll go back to the excitement Jesus had, shouted out, screamed out, anyone who believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. There's a river in you that, it, that intends to touch people. You don't have to be spiritual. You don't have to be, feel spiritual. You don't have to be, you know, under some, you know, I have found when you pray, if you can kind of suck the air through your teeth, it'll really impress people. But, uh, but if we, if we could, if we could just forget all that and just realize, hey, the Holy Spirit's on the earth. He's here to help us. He's here to talk to us. He's here to talk through us. And we quit making it so mystical and just say, Holy Spirit, do your thing. 
I was in Little Rock, preached a little bit, closed the meeting. We ministered some, but closed the meeting. After the final prayer was said, seemed like there's somebody here that has a foot fungus, but God's going to heal you. That was it. This athlete, star athlete, basketball, he had, he had such a horrible foot fungus that it went all the way up his ankles. All the team knew about it. So he gets home that night after the meeting. No one's prayed for him. He has brand new skin on both feet. His whole basketball team knows about it and they laugh at him and they see the new skin and they all get saved, all of them, because the river flowed. Hallelujah. So this God is saying, pursue love, but especially let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. And the guy comes to Jesus. Oh, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Okay, I want you to follow me, but I'm looking for a place to put my head. He wants to remove this mind of ours and replace it with his mind. That's what I love about praying in the spirit like you did tonight, even in during the prayer. And then again, when you got up here, like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be spiritual. We're supposed to be spirit led. Let's hear what the Holy Spirit's saying. Let's hear what he's saying. The last two days I've been praying for you, Pastor, and I've seen, I keep seeing you guys going down a road and you're like, like a, it reminds me of a country road and you, you can't see. And then all of a sudden you come around a curve and there's a town up, above, up ahead of you, like civilization, you know. I feel like you're getting ready to have some kind of breakthrough that way, that there's something around the corner. I, I keep, I've been seeing it for two days, but there's something around the corner and it's going to be such a welcome thing like oh look at there's a town up ahead you know so um wow wow hallelujah you've heard me say it before i think i've shared this because it's so always so real to me but when peter and john went to the gate beautiful this guy was crippled. They said two things. First, they said, look on us. They didn't say, look to Jesus. They didn't say, come to our church. They didn't say, come to a coverage dinner. They said, look at us. And the man looked at them thinking he was going to get a donation. And Peter said, silver and gold, we don't have. But what we do have, we give you. It's not what you know. It's what you have. I just think that's a look at us. We're going to give you what we have. It's, you know, the problem with the church today, we have too much information, not enough revelation. I hate going to church and leaving the way I came. Because that's what happens in most churches. There's no room for the Holy Spirit to do his thing. And so... He wants to talk to us. I struggle hearing God. I've written a book about it. The book's gone all over the world, but I still struggle because most of the time when I hear the Holy Spirit, I think, is this me or am I making it up? He's so faint. He's so quiet, but he's real. And you can't notice that river if you're 
occupied and distracted and, you know, doing a thousand different things. There was a girl in the church in Greenville, nice looking lady, and she had, you know, dressed nice, looked nice. Pastor, I know real well and know her. So one day she's going through an intersection, she gets T-boned, she's killed instantly. Pastor went to her house to help the family get her stuff out. He went in the house and he said, there's junk papers piled all the way. He said the, the whole house is just a little path you can go through. Every bed is covered with junk. Every wall is filled, everything. And I'm just thinking about it one day and the Lord said, well, that's the way many people are. They got too much clutter, <laughs> too much going on. Who was it that said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted about many things, but few things are necessary, really only one. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. So I'm trying to simplify. I think we need to simplify our lives and say, God, I'm just available. I'm available to the Holy Spirit, whatever he wants to do. When, I'll just throw this out there, but that, I just love that thing. That if you go in a hardware store to get a key made and... The clerk that if you get a miracle of somebody to wait on you, they'll, you hand him a key, I need a copy of this key. He'll look at it. He'll go over to a carousel of hundreds and hundreds of shiny keys. He'll finally take one off that looks like yours. And with no personality, he's having one installed next week, but he has no personality and he puts that key next to the blank key, turns on the machine, and there's a bunch of grinding for about 30 seconds, and then he hands you your new key. Now, here's how God showed me. Most believers are blank keys. They're shiny. They look nice. They're attractive. But they can't open anything. When these guys said to the man at the gate, beautiful, Look at us, such as we have, we're going to give you. We are going to unlock you. You're crippled, you're paralyzed, you're paraplegic. We're going to unlock you. And we go through life, and it's hard sometimes being a Christian because you go through these grinding places. You go through this process, and God's grinding. But when the grinding's done, you're able to unlock people because you've been made in his likeness. So God's worked on you and it's been painful, but yet you can help somebody. You can unlock them because you've been made a key. I don't want to be a blank key. Shiny, but no ability to unlock. The process of the Holy Spirit gives us that ability to unlock people. Okay, there's someone tonight that we need to pray for that has a lot of uh, issues with your feet. And I don't know if it's what's going on, but it seems like you deal with a lot of pain in your feet. Maybe it's neuropathy. I don't know what it is. But anyway, I know that I know that I know that's being healed tonight. You're going to walk out of here 
free of that kind of pain. Totally. Hallelujah. So, and there's someone else that you deal with a lot of back pain that is, sometimes it's unbearable. You're going to walk out of here healed tonight. So, we're going to pray for you and we're going to just see what the Lord will do here for a minute. And uh, I want to, I don't know what's going on with somebody, but you're having a, he spoke to me during the worship. You have a, it's a shoulder issue and uh, something's wrong with your shoulder, but you're going to go out of here healed tonight. So uh, let's just pray for you. Who, who has the issue with your shoulder? Uh, I don't know which one. Most people have two. But uh, let's just pray about that shoulder tonight. Who is that? Who's the person here that you deal with your shoulder? Is that painful? Yeah. Okay. We'll just we'll just pray with you. And who's the problem? Who's the person that has a lot of pain issues in your feet that hurt a lot? Your feet hurt a lot. Okay. Run up here a second and run up here a second. And we'll we'll pray. And who's the person that deals with such back pain? That's you as well. Okay. Anyone else that needs to be in on this? So we'll pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we agree. You know, all we have to do is agree with the Holy Spirit. He does the rest. But Lord, we agree that this shoulder's healed. Totally. You, you don't have trouble sleeping, do you? No. Okay. Lord, we agree that this shoulder's healed. This shoulder's whole. And Lord, she's going to have to find something else to complain about. We thank you, Lord. You hear the Lord, and there's, a, there's more and more of this expression, this release of the Holy Spirit is going to start going on in you. The gift of healing is yours, and I just see this happening more and more. Prophetic dreams, prophetic utterances, prophetic things going on, and the Lord tonight is activating. He uses you, but there's a new activation coming on that is so, the anointing will be so strong and it will deliver people and it will incur, he will encourage people and he will free people from their bondages. Healing, man, healing's gonna flow. Healing's gonna flow through these hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We command this shoulder to never have trouble again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Is it your shoulder as well and your, what was the other, the feet? My feet and back. Your feet and back, that's what it was. So Lord, we agree in Jesus' name. We agree for these feet to be whole, that that pain goes. And Lord, whatever's going on on her back, I can just see it's like the Lord smiling. He said, I'm taking care of it. I'm taking care of it. So God, we thank you for the freedom the freedom from pain, oh God. The freedom from pain. The freedom from pain. I see you with a, with a pair of binoculars and you're seeing things. You're just seeing more. You're seeing what God wants you to see and you're seeing uh, like the depths of God. You're seeing an overall purpose of God. You're looking at people and seeing what God sees. And there's a... a there's a release being given you to function supernaturally by the power of the Spirit. 
I see God telling you secrets. I see him showing you things that, you know, like, you say, well, some of these things I can't even tell people because they're just too precious. But, they're, that, but the Lord discloses things to you. And tells you things. Yes, he does. And it's real. And it's forever. And it's good. You got, you're going to be used. You and your roommate are going to be used more than you ever have. I see God just injecting you in situations and injecting you. You don't have to change personalities or anything, but I see him just injecting you. 2024 is going to be, you're going to be able to say, this is the greatest year of my life. It's just the greatest year. I just see so much happening with both of you in 2024. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, come here a second. Lord, we just thank you for this revelation, this imparting of what you're going to do. It's like you're finding treasure. You're finding gifts. You're finding success. You're finding things that you never dreamed would happen are going to happen in 2024. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you. Now, what's the deal with a sister? Is it a sister or something that has a need? My sister, yes. Yeah. What's going on with her? Yes, she, um, hmm. same thing, same thing. She's just, just, you know, a Baptist girl. Just a Baptist, content in just, her. Uh, well, she's just, um, she don't know the truth. Yeah, well, we just agree. What's her name? Sandy. Lord, we agree for Sandy right now. We believe you're, you're hovering here. You're doing something for Sandy. Lord, we just praise you and exalt you that you're working in Sandy's life. This is weird, but I hear the Lord saying, give me six months. <laughs> That's what I hear. Well, amen. Amen. So just hold on to that and pray it every day for six months. Six months. All right. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, ah. Uh, Concerning children, you know, it's usually with me like I, I sleep. And then it gets, yeah. On, on one arm or the other. And it gets stiff. And, and, then, I, and then it gets to hurt me. Yeah. And it's mostly just at night when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Like I need a different pillow or something. Yeah. I can't get it. It's uncomfortable, though. Yeah. Both of you come up here a second. We'll just pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Avery's, your first name? Dennis. Dennis. And Vicky. Vicky, that's right. I, I should know. I've seen your CDs and stuff. Lord, we agree for the healing of these shoulders of God and every other thing. Lord, we thank you for the 51 years of marriage, oh God. We thank you for the, that you're glorified. I was praying about you today, and I, I just feel the Lord saying, I've got a lot for you to do yet. And uh, you both have longevity on you. Lord, we thank you for the, your purposes. We thank you, Lord, that people are going to notice you. Not for your sake, but for his sake. People are going to notice you and what you're doing. I see you getting help in the vineyard. Help in the thank vineyard. And uh, people that have been disobedient and hard-hearted and lazy, if you will, are going to be stirred to be about God's business. And God's going to draw people around you that are hungry, they're ravenous for the things of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord.
God's going to make a way. And I'm getting such a witness for you, Vicki, that God's going to make a way to give what he's put in you. He is going to make a way. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. You're not to worry. You're not to concern yourself. God's aware of what's in you. God knows what's in you. And God's going to make a way that you get squeezed like a sponge. Hallelujah. Yeah. The other thing I heard today is your, your best season is coming. Your best season of your life. I heard that in this afternoon in prayer. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. God doesn't lie. I always say the Holy Spirit thinks he's right, you know, and we'll just let him think so. Would you, would you come here and let me pray for you? The, I used to have hair. Um, a lot of hair. What is your name again? Jane. Jane. Jane, I thought you were speaking English, but that's, that's good. So, Lord, we thank you tonight for Jane. You've been through a lot. You've been through a lot of stuff, a lot of hard stuff. So, Lord, tonight we just thank you for Jane. We thank you to pour your strength into her. We thank you, Lord, that, you, that she can walk in that knowledge, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. The Lord is, he's aware of all you've been through. The abuse, the being misunderstood, all these things. And he's mindful of all those things. He knows you better than you know you. But God is going to so bring things together, bring the fragments together, like putting together a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle. God's going to put you all together. And you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. The Lord's going to increase his strength daily. You're going to find the Lord as your closest friend, your closest confidant. You are going to know what it means to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. God's going to work out your situation for his glory. This year began very hard, but it's going to end in victory. Victory, victory. And then the following year, more victory and more victory and more victory. You're on God's mind a lot. That's what I say. You're on God's mind a lot. If he had a refrigerator, he'd have your name on it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Jane. Lord, we just pray impartation to Jane tonight that all she needs, again, is being poured into her. And Lord, we thank you for stirring up that expectation. Here's what I hear the Lord saying every day. Declare, I'm ready for good news. I'm ready for good news. I'm ready for good news. And God will bring good news to pass. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Amen. You be blessed. God's with you. He's with you. Hallelujah. I can't get over that puzzle because all these pieces are fitting together. Your life's been kind of complicated, but...
The Lord's putting it all together. Okay. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So we serve a mighty God. Anybody else have back pain here? We should pray for one other person that has, seem like you have back pain. That... Okay. Okay, we'll pray about that. What is your name? Susan. Susan. Yes. Lord, tonight we thank you for Susan. You know what I see you, Susan, I see you aiming for the mark, pressing for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as it says in Philippians chapter three. I feel like God is pleased with your passion, your desire, your, the fact that you're aiming for him. And I don't know what you've been through, but I hear there'll be no more disappointments. God's going to pack more into your life than you've experienced before. God's going to reunite you with people that have been estranged from you and, and uh, severed from you, separated from you. And, and you're at a season in your life where God is restoring everything. 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 So Holy Spirit, we thank you for that. We thank you for your guidance. Hallelujah. You know, it reminds me of, as I'm praying for you, it reminds me of that scripture where the Egyptians, you have been following you, you'll see them no more again forever. Your life is turning into a new chapter. Old things are being buried and forever. And it's a new day. You've been through some pain that a lot of people haven't been through, but, but there's a nurturing and a healing from the Holy Spirit coming on you. And He's going to order your steps. He's going to order your steps. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Is there any physical thing you're struggling with at all? Your heart? Cardiac arrhythmia. Cardiac arrhythmia. Okay, well, we just uh, we pray because I just felt like we're to pray for something there. So God's going to take care of it. Lord, we praise you for the healing of her heart, oh God. Whatever's out of whack, let it be in perfect harmony with you starting now. Lord, no more interruptions, no more fear, no more concern. Just take authority. We take authority over every attack against her heart in Jesus' name. It reminds me of an old, when I'm praying for you, I feel that old Pentecostal song. If it keeps getting better and better, oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's your heart. Getting better and better, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit's amazing. And he's just, uh, I don't know, I always feel so helpless, but he's, he's real. And we thank you, Lord, for the healing of our stiff-necked brother. Just kidding. Lord, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for the perfect healing. God, the perfect healing. Neck, back, shoulders, all this stuff. Hallelujah. Either of you have trouble sleeping? You do. That's you. So God, we impart the gift of sleep. We impart that gift of rest. That you will sleep deeply, peacefully. That Lord, he'll experience delicious sleep. Wake up feeling refreshed.
refreshed. Hallelujah. I feel like 2024 for both of you is gaining ground, a lot of ground being gained, a lot being given back to you. Things that have, whether it's financial area, whether it's other areas, it doesn't matter. A lot's being restored to you. You can declare that. You can write it on your bathroom mirror. 24, 2024, the year of restoration. The year of restoration. The re year of restoration. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Is there someone that's close to you, like, like uh, not following God? There seems like there's somebody that's kind of running from God. Does that... Makes sense. Um, our son is out of church. He's out of church, so kind of lost his hunger, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. So the fact the Holy Spirit is revealing this, we know he's going to do something. So God, we, re we receive for Jacob. We receive renewed strength, renewed desire, renewed spiritual hunger in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord. Your first name again is? And that. You know, God's invested a lot in you. There's just, there's just a lot there that he's put in you over time. Just uh, you're like a reservoir. And God's going to use that. So just get ready and just, you know. I always say God is not figured out. He's revealed. So just say, God, reveal what you have for me and so forth. These hands are going to prosper, both of you. Amen. Whatever you touch is going to prosper. I feel that so strongly. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Did uh, one of your parents pass young? Were they? Um, my, uh, my mother uh, had Alzheimer's. And mm -hmm. Passed away and um, physically her body was in great shape. But her, with the Alzheimer's, well, how old did she live? Um, she was like in her 80s, but mm -hmm. she, I mean, she didn't take any medicine. And yeah. She was strong as a, yeah. her mind went out, she picked up a landscaping timber <laughs> and tried to knock yeah. this person's uh, door down. Oh my she goodness. She was that powerful. Yeah. That strong and she. I feel like the Lord's revealing that because He's saying that's not going to happen to you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. He's going to keep you a good, clean mind. Hallelujah. Isn't that cool? The Lord has these amazing ways. He promises things. Hallelujah. Pastor, is your dad still living? He is. How old is he? 93. Good health still? I can't remember yesterday, but he can tell you all about yeah. 35 years ago. Yeah. He's healthy. We're, we're all amazed. He, he was the bad health mom, the poster child for not... Not taking care of himself. Right, yeah. Here he is. 93. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. My uh, friend in Chicago, he pastors, and his dad has just turned 90. He is in perfect health, but he can't remember anything. And they have, it's a, it's a burden because they have to watch him like a toddler because he, you know, just, but he's in such perfect health, you think. It's just, I think Alzheimer's is just a, 
it's just an assignment of the enemy, you know. So, wow. So praise God for, for his goodness, his faithfulness. And Lord, I thank you for Pastor, and I thank you for his passion for you and his steadfastness. And Lord, whatever this curve in the road is that is good, we thank you for that, everything coming into fruition, coming into being, oh God. God's going to replace some people that have left. He's going to replace them. And you just watch. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're up to. You know, I feel this by the Spirit, but th there's a good standard here. There's a good standard. And the Lord's going to honor that. There's a good standard of the Word. There's a good standard of worship. There's a good standard of holy living. And God's going to honor that. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I had a, I had a dream that I just failed to tell you this, but I felt in the dream about 2024, I just saw gold. It's going to be a year of gold. And so I don't know, but someone said, you know, you can't fix stupidity, but you can vote it out. And uh, <laughs> I think that's one way gold is going to come. But I feel like 24, a lot of financial things are going to happen. God's going to turn things around. He's going to turn things around financially for a lot of people. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Barry, why don't you come up here with your wife and son? Your son is Matthew. Is that right? Hey, I got a memory after all. But, uh, and it's, we, we know each other. Lynn, it's, I want to say Lynn. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. See, my memory hadn't shot after all. So thank you, Lord. Wow. You're how old now? I'm 16. 16. Wow. Lord, we thank you for this family. We thank you for your presence, your anointing, your guidance, your love, your flow there. God loves your dedication. There's such a neat dedication here. Lord, we just thank you. You know, one thing I have to say by the Spirit is that you're doing more good than you realize. There's more fruit there than you realize. There's more, there's more that has been sown that you realize. And there's a, this is a season of reaping. You're going to both reap in the most unusual ways of seed you've sown. And uh, I just feel the Lord saying, don't overthink things. But just bask in his presence and expect mind-boggling things to happen. You're just to live that way, like little children, just like God. We don't know anything, but we trust you. If you catch yourself overthinking, just slap yourself. Say, stop it. And let the Holy Spirit uh, bring results. Again, you're doing more good than you realize. There's more seed in the ground than you realize. Thank you, Lord, for fruit. Hallelujah. What about your mother? Did she, is she living or she lives? Yeah. She's, she's 80. She's 80. She, she uh, good health and everything? Yeah, she's feisty. Feisty? <laughs> That's interesting. She's, she's born again and believer and all that? Yeah. 
I just felt like a nudge about her. I'm not sure what I'm feeling, but Lord, let her be, let her live long. Let her continue to live. And Lord, tame her down, we pray, if, she, if that's needed, whatever's needed. Thank you, Lord. Lord, tonight we thank you for Matthew. We thank you, Lord, for his life and for the standard you placed in him. And that, Lord, he'll shoot high. And, Lord, that he'll be single till he's 40. Just kidding. Lord, we thank you for life. God's put in you a lifeline that's going to always be there to, to, to draw people to life. There's, that's in you. That's in you. The Holy Spirit has put in you. You will bring people into life. You're a life giver. You're a life saver. And, and I just see all your life this will happen. No matter what steps you take, no matter what career you take, you will always have a lifeline to people to bring them to Christ, to bring them to encouragement, to bring them to reality, to bring them away from the jaws of hell, to bring them to Jesus. That'll always be there because it's the Lord's put it in you. You are a walking lifeline. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God's going to so clarify to you, you won't have a rough time making a decision about careers and different things because God will make it real clear. He'll just make it real, real clear. And Lord, we just thank you for that. Your hand on Matthew, we thank you for your hand to lead him, guide him, that he can trust you. You know, I just see that, Matthew, I just see that, that simple childlike, I'm just trusting God, I'm trusting God. God loves to be trusted, and you, you trust him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You don't have any choice but to serve God. You don't have one choice in the matter. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A lot of, for the family, there's a lot of discoveries this year of just... Uh, some will come like in the form of surprises. Some will come in the form of like things happening way faster than you thought they would happen. But you're going to discover a lot about the Lord himself. Amen. Amen. That's what I see. Hallelujah. Let's pray for Lynn a second and just uh, bless him. I, I love to talk to Lynn because he's full. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for Lynn. I thank you, Lord, for his perseverance. I thank you, Lord, for his, you know, there's some, there's a quality about you that is childlike. And the Lord loves innocence. He loves that childlike faith. Hallelujah. You've been burnt before. But the burn's been good because you've learned not to touch the stove again. And there's a, there's a wonderful direction on your life where the Holy Spirit, he, he always blesses you. That's what I see. He always blesses you. He's always so good to you. There's a, but there's a fresh wind blowing. And all I can say is keep your sail up. Keep your expectation up because God's going to do a whole lot in a short amount of time. 
He's going to do a whole lot in a short amount of time. That's what I hear. So thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. All you have to do is keep your sail up. Let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow through you. There's a sweet fellowship you and the Lord are going to have. You have, but it's going to get more intense. I see you like abandoning all and just like just like you having a eternal kiss with God saying, God, okay, here's my life. Here's what's ahead and it belongs to you. There's a surrender there that is so pleasing to God, like an eternal kiss. It's just like, Lord, I am yours and you are mine. Hallelujah. A lot's going to happen in a short time. That's what I hear. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, uh, on the way here, a friend of mine called, and he's a pastor in Kansas City. He's 58 years old. They've got a, they found a blockage in his heart, and he's already on a lit. He's a big man. You wouldn't, he looks as healthy as a horse, but his kidneys are failing. Then he went to the doctor today, and they said, well, your heart, there's a part of, there's one thing that's 100% blockage there. And they're trying to work him around it where he doesn't have to have a surgery. But anyway, I just, I said, I'll have these saints agree. His name is John. So Lord, we thank you for John. We thank you for touching him. We thank you for healing his heart, healing his kidneys, heal his kidneys, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We believe you, Lord. And we thank you for the agreement of my brothers and sisters. Yes, Lord. Wow. He, uh, he's six, he's a huge man, but he's lost. He went in for a checkup and they said, your kidneys are failing. And uh, so he's waited four years. He's lost 60 pounds. He's powerful preacher, but he's, he's waited four years for a kidney. And now he's number one on the list. We pray every day for God to heal him. And he does too, that God can make the kidneys work. But then he called me on the way here and he says, you know, just pray, you know, because he said, I'm not scared or anything, but he said, they're saying my heart is blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he looks as a, healthy as a horse, a real furry horse. Yeah, it was a pot of but you know, have you ever thought about that? <clears throat> if you're in trouble, you want to go to somebody that has a river flowing in them. You don't want to somebody that just dismisses you and you want to say, I need somebody that hears the Lord. Yeah, so that's, that's where we're at. So pastors, thank you for the privilege being with you. I just thank God for you. I just, the fellowship is amazing. God's greatest idea was the body of Christ. His worst idea was cold weather. And uh, I, I, can't, I hate cold weather. I, I hate cold weather. I just, but uh, because my wife is, her family lives in Kansas City. We live up there part of the time. But when the weather starts changing, I'm heading south, man. I just, I feel so privileged to be a part of you guys for probably 20, 25 years. 1996, which is, I can't, is that 30 years? You know, 30, 25, 23 years? 
27 years. I'm honored. I really am. So, The body of Christ is the most amazing thing on this earth <clears throat> because you can get around somebody. You can know them one minute and feel like you've known them all your life. And you can get around somebody, know them real well, not see them for a year. You just pick up the conversation where it was. Because we are one. That's how God sees us. Um, I think I had my new book with me when I was here last time about joyful expectations.